0: All right, we're back with the Money Mitch Effect for another week. hope, hope everybody is doing well out there. Uh, special show this week, Friday edition later in the week. First time on the show excited to do this. Craig Swanson, Yay. co-worker, veteran in the uh, TV industry, sports industry, and also you know, in Los Angeles. Craig, a lot to talk about, a fellow hockey fan. First of all, thanks for uh, joining the show. And, and a question, is this your first podcast you've ever been on?
1: This is, uh, I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast. So yes, oh, this is man. the first one I've ever been on. And I'll probably listen to the first one too.
0: <laughs> first time for everything. We're happy to break the ice, uh, pun intended there. A uh, little bit about yourself first, because we got to we got to get the origin story right. You're an East Coaster by birth. You yeah. moved out here at what point, and and made I, that transition?
1: I moved when Wayne Gretzky got traded in nineteen. You got traded. I got traded. I <laughs> yeah. came out here yeah. the the year after Gretzky uh, played his first year for the Kings.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's basically. I mean, I don't want to date yourself here, <laughs> but <do> <laughs> you've spent more of your life in L.A. now. Yeah, I'm now
1: yeah. more of a West Coaster than an East Coaster.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, still have those roots. I know you're. Uh, you know, a Flyers fan. Uh, we can get into the sports league. This is now really quick. You've repped the Raiders for a while, even dating back to when you were on the East coast. Yes,
1: because the Eagles sucked so bad when I grew up, the only games on TV were basically the Raiders, the double header game on NBC. So that's how I became a Raiders fan. And when I moved out here, the Raiders were out here. I discovered skiing was out here so I could go to the mountains with two hour drive away. And you know, I came out here maybe a couple times, uh, a year and it got to a point where I started knowing a lot of people out here. So I'm like, okay, now it's time for the move.
0: Howie Long was also a big part of your uh, <laughs> LA upbringing. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson.
1: I, I think I watched every one of his games the year he got injured.
0: Oh, he saw him, saw him you know, put his hip back into place when that <laughs> happened. I need that story, though, that you've told me before of young Craig Swanson in Philadelphia or in that area, you know, Eagles Raiders played in the Super Bowl. What your yeah. classmates <laughs> thought of that and you repping the Raiders?
1: Yeah, I think it was I was either in eighth grade or ninth grade. Maybe it was ninth grade, and the Eagles were playing in the Super Bowl against the Raiders. And a lot of people knew my close friends knew I was a diehard Raider fan. But I think it was high school. I go into high school with my Ray Guy, who has a punter jersey. <laughs> Ray, guy. Ray Guy jersey. The only Hall of Fame punter. <laughs> it, 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 like the day before the Super the week before the Super Bowl, and everyone looked at me like I was crazy and probably wanted to beat me up too because I had that, that jersey on.
0: And it worked out well for you. That, it worked out well
1: for me, uh, and I didn't get beat up. Yeah,
0: it's interesting too because I know that – the eagles are the one team that just completely drove you away like you like the kings you like the flyers you kind of have dual allegiances or will show support but the eagles just completely yeah the eagles drove and, you away and the eagles
1: actually by the time i moved they were you know they played in that super bowl they and dick Vermeil was a big part of the eagles getting good yeah and you know they actually had some pretty good teams by the, t- the by the time i left but uh Still never won a Super Bowl until a couple of years ago, so. (laughs) There's just nothing
0: more uh, Philadelphia than, in my opinion, than the fact that they won their Super Bowl. It was crazy. And already years later, it's already all completely blown up. Quarterback and coach already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Insane. But, hey, you know, Philadelphia is just happy they got one. You came out here when Gretzky came out here. And I know as a hockey fan, you grew up, I think, originally Flyers. Was it the Bobby Clark era that kind of got you into it? Every,
1: Every uniform I ever wore was number 16 because of him
0: that was a fun time i mean it probably like a lot of kids you know a generation later in la got you into hockey got you into playing hockey is growing up with the flyers being the broad yeah. street bullies but
1: that's the problem growing up during that time frame i'm not a big guy growing up during like seventh eighth grade of 78 79 for me everybody had an idea hockey was you get in the fights they yeah. you know so you would get kids coming and playing and they, all they wanted to do was fight and the bully because that's the way the nhl was back then so and i was i scored you know so yeah. i wasn't really like that wasn't part of my game but you still had to navigate through it and it wasn't easy
0: <laughs> i uh I, yeah a lot of that might have been the summit series too when canada <laughs> kind of knew it was startling when they were outclassed skill-wise by the soviets they're like we're just gonna beat them up we're just gonna like bobby cars gonna break series, someone's ankle 1976
1: <laughs> the flyers played them yeah when the soviets came and the soviets left after the first period because the flyers were pushing them around too much <laughs> and they had to be talked into coming out or they weren't going to get paid unless they came out and finished the game.
0: <laughs> and Bobby Clark just breaking someone's ankle with the in slash. Yes. Just insane. <laughs> well, and I've, I've kind of said this before. Uh, growing up, me playing and, and getting to play in college for a former pro of the late great Todd Yu, and he always said that the game was cyclical, that it's going to go back and forth between how do you beat a skill team, you rough them up. Yeah. How do you beat a team that roughs you up, you just skate around them. And we started to see that 70s when you had... You had the Canadians, and you had you know they were kind of on again, off again. But it took a team like the Islanders that could play physical with them, and then it took a team like the Oilers coming after yes. that. That that's the only way you're gonna and there was three know, dynasties
1: them. back to back to back right there that will never happen again.
0: Well, yeah, it, it, someone was saying the other day the most unbreakable like. If we're talking team records, I think individual records in sports, Gretzky's record, just pick one. There's a few of yeah. them that won't be broken. but All-time points, that's the one the, I like. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> never going to be broken. The Islanders' 16 straight playoff series wins. I mean, you could even, for football, you can equate it to just say game wins in the playoffs. It'll never happen yeah, yeah. again. There's, we will never see 16 straight series wins ever again. With the
1: same roster. They had yeah. basically the same roster for all four of those years that they won. And the fifth year. The fifth year they made the finals and lost to the island or the uh, the oilers yeah four games to one but they still had basically 16 guys that stayed with them throughout that whole time period
0: the best part about those dynasties you know canadians kind of i think montreal which had been dominant you know all the 70s basically toronto had their their last teams like in the 60s but you always saw the next team coming up, and it was they're almost there. They yeah. can't quite beat them, and then Maybe they finally broke through. Maybe that's this year through. for Toronto. <laughs> we can dive right into that now because uh, we're all, I mean, obviously following hockey the way it is. The Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, are the, the, they're the story of the NHL right now, and that's kind of disrespectful to Tampa Bay because they won the Cup and they might be better yeah. than ever. But Toronto looks like the best regular season team in the league right now. A lot of hockey to be played. We know the President's Trophy has a curse with it. A team that has maybe the most loyal fan base, and they've been put to the test, Swanee. But they've been waiting for this. They haven't gotten out of the first round, in, I think, sixteen years. Yeah, you keep waiting. I mean, don't first put, round, don't put like money they, <laughs> like they, they haven't made it out. And I'm not saying cup for sure. The Canadian division is probably helping them in terms of just you know not having to deal with the travel, deal with the pressure of you know a different opponent each night. If they don't at least get, I'll put it this way. They got to get to the final four. They got to make it out of the Canadian division, or this season's going to be known as yeah. A they got to make disaster. some
1: noise. But you know, mean, f- when's the last time they made some noise against the Kings?
0: No, it was uh, the Flyers. yeah, yeah. It was that was the one where they lost uh, the seven, eight, when for Jeremy Roenick OT yeah. goal <laughs> when uh, Darcy Tucker just completely obliterated Sammy Capp. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the last time. Um, and I think that for the Leafs, it's kind of like what we were saying. They had all these skilled guys. I mean, Matthews and Marner and, and you know Nylander and all those guys. Like. You know Morgan Riley on the back end. They've had those guys. They make a lot of money, and it's hard to kind of build a roster around them. They've struggled with that, but mm-hmm. they got gritty guys this year. Wayne Simmons has had a resurgent year. They have big physical players, and you need guys. I think it was Cooper last year when Tampa Bay won the Cup said we need guys with dirt under their fingernails, mm-hmm. and it's so true. You need you need that, or you know, look at Connor McDavid and Edmonton. Yeah, just him and Dryside will win yeah. the MVP. It's just not going to get it done.
1: Well, that's another one I keep waiting for is Edmonton. I mean, they're not really doing much. I mean or every time the playoffs come around, they don't do much if they get in the playoffs.
0: And yeah. Do you think that, um, do you think that having followed and watched hockey for a couple decades now, you know, a long time skill wise, this is about as good as it's been collectively. I know Gretzky had his, you know, record. Basically,
1: this is not just skill wise. All the players are, had the, the cream has risen, but the bottom layer of players have also risen. Like
0: the fourth lines, you so got to play. You got to be able to play.
1: Yeah, can hang with, if they get stuck out there on the ice with some of the skilled players, if you hustle and these guys are athletically able to do that, you can hang with the skilled guys.
0: And that's like a 15 years, like, I mean, I can't remember. Yeah, like, you know, within the last 10, 15 years, that wasn't the case. No, it wasn't. <laughs> There's was some really rough fourth lines.
1: <laughs> I mean, like when Gretzky played even sooner since then you had time to be creative on the ice i think mm-hmm. now it seems like you don't really have time to be creative out there you have to go because it's so physical and everyone's so fast and everyone's so I, yeah. so good
0: i think the speed is the big thing for me i think guys have had great hands and you could say evolutionary it's going to it's going to you know get better that's just how sports works mm-hmm. which is why the the greatest of all time debates is kind of tough in any sport because you got to just judge by the era because mm-hmm. everything's going to yes, be different but the speed stands out to me because you just watch games now. Yeah. McDavid, McKinnon—I mean, even yeah. Matthews flying in. These guys are operating at another gear and able to, you know, move out there. We saw Matthews' goal last night. Yeah, that was just—you know—kind of hard to believe though that the—you know—leading goal scorer in the league is born in Scottsdale, Arizona.
1: It's—it's it's amazing. <laughs> I just happened to look at some stats yesterday, or tonight, yeah. or yesterday that Mc, uh, McKinnon only has five goals. Yeah. A ton of assists. A ton of a team of points, but...
0: It's... Yeah, he... I think that Matthews has had a great year. It's tough to take away from him probably being the second best player in the league right now behind McDavid, who I think is clearly the best. I think McKinnon would be my second overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. It's Matthews' year. He, he might very well win the MVP. He'd be my pick right now. But McKinnon does so much, and he kind of got overshadowed because McDavid came right after him. Mm-hmm. But that dude's also a tank. What does he go, about 220 yeah. pounds? Like, he's... He gets faster. It's a really... One of my friends pointed this out. He moves, like, faster with the puck on his stick. And I noticed it watching it, and that's very rare. Yeah, and that's not natural. <laughs> yeah, because, no. you know, once you get this, the puck on your stick, you
1: tend to, like, slow down. And he does speed up, or he keeps the same speed,
0: which is... He's got surprising. a release on his shot, too, that I think is very... Uh, it's very unique in that it's kind of like a slingshot. Mm-hmm. If you watch a lot of his goals, the outdoor goal, where that was hilarious, with that Petrangelo mic'd up, going, uh-oh, as he's coming <laughs> around... His shots are incredibly fast. They're not exactly like marksman goals, but they just come at such an angle, and they the release is like one motion stick handle shot yeah. that it doesn't necessarily matter where you put it, like it does yeah. if it, if the goalie can see it. I think when that goal Flory had no idea it was coming. Mm-hmm. Never been a harder time to play goalie. I think in this league,
1: <laughs> not a harder time, but. It was pretty hard back it was. back in the day because they they didn't have they weren't that's, built like tanks. Number one, they yeah. didn't have butterfly style. That's number two. The thing, and they didn't have the equipment. Some of the equipment is a lot bigger. A good point. But nowadays, if you're a scorer, you can't score low. Who scores low unless you're going five Crosby? Hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it like I used to go to ranks when I was younger, and you would look at the nets, and the nets were worn out on the low stick side and glove side posts because that's where everyone scored on the stand up mm-hmm. goalie. Now the goalies, they just go down to that butterfly. Naturally, they take up the whole bottom yeah. half of the net. So you're either scoring five
0: hole, six hole, or seven
1: hole. Yeah. Really? The six only hole, way. Darren Pang. <laughs> yeah. Darren Pang, six
0: hole right above the head. I, uh, I remember that. It's so true. Uh, one of the best shootout guys in his era, TJ Oshie, would always score. And he would score on the long goal a lot, in particular, when he was in Vancouver and Oshie was on the Blues, just shooting five hole. Like right away, like no move. Just he's not down. The stick's not down. And that's like the first thing I'm always telling uh, when I was working with young kids and goalies. Just keep your stick on the ice. (laughs) Like, I'm not a goalie expert. I've talked to experts who know much more than me. But the number one lesson for kids is keep that stick on the ice. Because the good players will just shoot right into it. And like you said, the speed for the goalies now is crazy.
1: Because the way the guys move the puck and you get bigger bodies in front of the goal, it's just harder in that regard to follow where the puck is even going to go
0: crazy uh craig swanson here on the money mitch effect talking some hockey and uh, some other things in a bit but as far as uh goalies go and this is something i've always wanted to ask you you kind of have to be just nuts right you just have to be a little odd on, on yeah. edge to play that position and, like
1: and i don't know I, you probably put on pads at one point in your life i mean I, when i you know just yeah as yeah a kid you know yeah you, because like you the wore, roller hockey stuff yeah, for you sure. roller hockey? you're just out playing street hockey it's like oh i want to try this and, th- yeah. and as soon as you do it and you get bombarded with pucks the next thing you're thinking is like no i never want to do this again although there are some that just continue the journey and they love playing goalie
0: yeah it's uh it's true it's also i think that it goes from quiet to chaos in like a second <laughs> you're just standing by yourself I think that would mess the, more than the puck's bombardment with me. It's like if I was on a good team and the puck's in the offensive zone, I'm just hanging out by myself, <laughs> trying to keep engaged. And then all of a sudden, it's a two-on-one. You got a water bottle with <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't blame goalies for being a little off. It's kind of like a closer in baseball. You're, you're It's all pressure all the time. Yeah. And
1: I mean, it know. gets hurt. If anyone's got hit by a hockey puck, oh. it hurts. And when you're a goalie, that's the target. They're basically and, – and, you know, there's players that – they're only going to hit the goalie they are such a horrible shooter they're not going to hit the net they're, they're going to hit either the defenseman or the goalie and yeah. when that puck comes it
0: comes hard and and it hurts no matter even if you have the nice equipment on well that's the misconception with hockey in general all those pads there's a lot of places even as players where you can get hit with a puck it's, yeah. a slash not something, armoring, where Yeah. It's not, <laughs> you know inside of the knee you know it's it's, yeah. it's not going to be good uh getting back to you know you coming out here the Gretzky era probably the biggest—I don't want to say like phenomenon—but like the biggest growth in terms of I think uh, a individual team in any city that I can think of, because the Kings were less than an afterthought. Yeah, and then Gretzky comes, and they're the hottest ticket in town.
1: Yeah, you couldn't get tickets. I mean, I'm—I was used to that in Philadelphia because trying to get tickets in Philadelphia was hard. Coming out here is it was the same thing. So I never experienced the Kings with. 9,000 fans at the forum you know they always had the 16,000 or whatever the Mm -hmm. sellout was for gretzky and luckily i had friends in hockey that were scalpers (laughs) back in the old day they would actually go take tickets and scalp them so when i came out here i still had to to deal with the, the crowds and back in that time rollerblading became a phenomenon it oh
0: it, there was a espn2 had the had the league on for a while the yeah, genie there was, bus was involved in yeah, there was yeah. a beach hockey league yeah. in
1: florida there was rhi yeah. league out here or multiple cities but the los angeles blades had a team at the form yeah and roller hockey just grew so much during that time period i ended up being a Uh, president of a youth hockey league, a roller hockey league in in El Segundo from 1995 to like 2005. Wow. And we got rinks built. Rinks started popping up all over the place. That was the thing. When I grew up in Philadelphia, there was one rink 40 minutes away. The Flyers practiced there. It was impossible to get ice time. Yeah. When I came out here, basically the Kings were playing, practicing in Culver city. There's that rink.
0: That's crazy. The rink that's no longer around. Yeah. The the
1: rink that's no longer around probably has permafrost underneath it because it was (laughs) there so long. But Rinks just started popping up, not just roller rinks, ice hockey rinks. Um, there was a guy, Pat Preson, that yeah. um, he's an agent now. He came out here. He was robotized friend. He came out okay. here, and he basically was started clinics for kids, or for teams, kids, and he had the connection to the, to the players, the NHL players, play with Brett Hall, play with so-and-so, yeah. you know, and he had clinics, and he basically turned that into a – now he's a super agent so you know he was out here i remember he came out here during that time frame he was you'd play roller hockey down at the beach with us wash it i think he was washing cars or something like that sleeping on robotized
0: and now hatch. he's a power agent. and now he's wow. top 10
1: agent and not just for hockey for in the world
0: you have a uh interesting backstory right with robitaille playing roller hockey with him just not passing it to him
1: <laughs> yeah that was okay Let's go back there. That's yeah. early '90s. You know, roller hockey's big. We'd go down to Santa Monica, turn the trash cans over, oh, and make them did Operation. Yeah, and, and, and Luke's we, playing in
0: those type Ed of games. Luke's
1: <laughs> played Well, he came down the one time. Pat Brisson used to always play. Yeah, and I'm like looking at this guy, and he's one of the best roller hockey players I ever saw in my yeah. life. This guy, I'm like, how is this guy not in the NHL? And just,
0: the, and just to kind of expand on that, I've I've seen roller hockey. I played a little roller hockey. I've seen the transition their hands are as good, if not better, than, and than actual hockey players. The only difference is the speed and, and not really the threat of getting hit. Yeah. The, so and, you can kind of do more creative stuff because you don't have to worry about getting your head taken off across yes, the middle. Yes,
1: and, and you know, when you're playing... Out there too. If you fall down, you're not sliding on ice. You're scraping up your knees. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But when when Robitaille came, Rasan brought Robotai to play, and we all put our sticks in the, in the rink, you know, in the the middle of the asphalt. We choose teams. Robotai ends up being on my team. I have no clue. This is Luke Robitaille, by the way, and he's on my team, and he's on these rollerblades, and it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing or doesn't even know how to <laughs> skate. So I think this guy's a beginner player and we're playing around and <laughs> not a guy that's
0: going to have Yeah, I'm not passing outside. the
1: puck to him and he's like slamming his stick on the the, the <laughs> asshole, "Pass me the puck." And with we finally score, we come back to do a face and I say, "Look, just pass me the puck." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I finally pass on the puck and bam, the quickest one of the quickest shots I ever <laughs> saw. In the back of that can. And, and the rest of the game, every time I got the puck, I passed it to in, him. Bam. Into, and I still had no clue it was Luke Robitaille until and just, afterwards, my friends were skating off. And, you know, he's like, you know who that was? That was Luke Robitaille. I'm like, wait a second. What? And my first reaction wasn't, wasn't what a great shot. I'm like, my first reaction was, this guy can't skate. You know? That was He's like yeah, three years into wow. the league by that time. And he had 12 assists or so in
0: that game. <laughs> just, wow. That's a great story. Yeah, Robitaille was, uh, you know, uh, is a legend. Obviously, running the Kings now, and uh, was, you know, we talk about breaks in life. Not being included in that Gretzky deal was the best thing that ever happened to him because he got to, you know, blossom as a player. Gretzky Carson,
1: I think they, yeah, that they sent over there instead of uh, Robitaille
0: yeah that's true I think uh I just you look back at what Wayne did for the game and the records that he has and like you you had said before a lot of the goal records were because they were so afraid of him as a playmaker that the ice just completely opened up for him um yeah just the best vision that'll ever happen and you know numbers were different we mentioned goalies are not gonna weren't as good didn't have the technique and the style he would have adapted to any era he was in like he would have we know and
1: like like, Nathan McKinnon creates space with his speed. Yeah, Gretzky was his shiftiness. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just very shifty and would use the ice to hit
0: his advantage. Like, every inch of that ice. And you think that, you know, you watch the plays where he, like, would bank a puck in. Like, there is skill to that. People that yeah. are don't really know. geometry. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's geometry. <laughs> must good at math. It was that Leafs game, right, where he, uh, I think it was the hat trick game seven. Yeah, off where the, the last one was mm-hmm. off the skate. And you mentioned that. I mean, we were talking when that anniversary hit. LA was a hop in town for uh, the hockey bar scene too, which is, uh, you know, I wish I would have been here for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There was, I mean, every, the, 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 the later rounds they got to, the better the bar scene got to, and, and just, you know, the East coast games, or if they, you know, Toronto was an East coast time slot. So that's five o'clock out here in California You know, everyone's getting off work. You go to the bar. The bars were packed.
0: Uh, I'm so sad. I mean, now it's the COVID era now, but like just in general, I missed that. Like I I was probably about two months, maybe less than two months before I moved out to L.A. in 2014. I I so regret not being here for Kings Blackhawks game seven. Because for my money in my lifetime, maybe that's probably the best game I've watched. I didn't go. It might be the best. I didn't go to a bar
1: that game. My kid did. My kid said he was crowd surfing. You know how they pick you <laughs> up? They, he, yeah. was, he was downtown yeah. LA
0: and they were like... Because <laughs> there's a lot of Chicago fans here, you know, so there's the Chicago contingent. Yeah. You got the LA fans out for their team and, and you just had the feel that game seven OC, whoever wins mm. is winning the cup. Well, and that's sure the good thing about LA too is it, there are so many people from other different cities.
1: Yeah. When when your team comes out here to play, you can watch them play and there's a yeah. ton of oh, fans yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. And, and th- these two seasons, I mean, last year and this year, to me is asterisk you know it's weird you're not you I don't res- have a yeah. real yeah league you know until next 2022 season when everyone yeah. gets back and gets in the stands they have the 82 game schedule okay now
0: you're back to, to yeah. the way hockey because there's pressure of you know the fans that are in an opposing building that are going to be you know on you and, and making it tense there's also the other side toronto at home
1: yeah oh your fans are
0: yeah it's you tied sometimes. you're tied in the first round in ot oh like now what's happening yeah uh, it's true. Uh, before we talk a little football, uh, just going over how these division races are going on, that West where the Kings are at, Kings are staying afloat, and it's good to finally see young talent this year. Adrian Kempe finally being like a guy yeah. that they can and, rely and on.
1: leader of the Kings, goal scoring, Dustin Brown.
0: Insane. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go, I, a couple years ago, I said that Kemp would be the, Kempe would be the guy uh, of the future. I'm glad on that one. I also said they should cut Dustin Brown for like every year the last <laughs> four years, so. Uh, I'll eat that one, but hey, But in my defense, this is the first time in four years yeah, that I true. have been proven wrong, uh, but we'll see. I don't know if they make the playoffs, partially because Vegas, very good, cup-worthy. Yeah. Avalanche and Blues, I still think we'll figure it out. Minnesota's been the surprise with Kaprizov coming over from Russia, but if the Kings, Coyotes, and that mix, if, if the Kings are fifth and just miss out in the playoffs, that's pretty good. That's yeah. better than expected.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's as long as you're not the Ottawa Senators or Buffalo
0: Sabres. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> well, Ottawa kind of expected this. I do think it's interesting that uh, Stutzel, Stutzel, the uh, German kid, is the rookie of the year right now. And then they they have the other guy, too, with it. I think they both have,
1: like, yeah. 15 points. Stutzel's,
0: so. like, what are the odds of him being the best German hockey player of all time? They're pretty good, right? Because yeah. I have to look at who, you know, the best Germans. But uh, he looks good. You know, Vancouver and Calgary haven't really panned out. Calgary brought back Daryl Sutter, who's just bagging the team again today. <laughs> like, just all about that. But, uh, you know, the... It's Toronto's division in the north. I mean, you have the Jets who yeah. have surprised Montreal, you know, fired their if, coach. If,
1: and, if Toronto, and because they're, the way they're seeding them this year, the, it's not like after, I think, the first round, they're, they're, they're basically taking the highest seed against the lowest seed. But if, if Toronto plays Tampa Bay, I will go with Toronto just because I never trust Tampa Bay after getting swept by Columbus. Columbus. Well, they kind of years, exercise you know. the demons. But that would
0: be the final four. And at that point, you know, Tampa Bay and their division – they haven't been playing with Kucheroff. I know Carolina has a one point lead. Yeah, Carolina's good too. Florida's good. Chicago's been okay. You know, Dallas has struggled. Columbus, they just keep blowing games like they did last night. Um, I'm not worried about Tampa in that division. Of all the divisions coming out, I would put most faith, and anything could happen, but Tampa is fine. Mm-hmm. Get to the Final Four. Then we'll see what happens. But I just, I'm not there yet with Florida or Carolina or, you yeah, know, Chicago if they make it. Show me. You know, I got to um, see, see, uh, in, but,
1: in the playoffs.
0: But that East division, the last one, the Islanders lead it right now. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz knows how to coach in the regular season. They made the final four yeah, last they, year. I,
1: I picked them to win last year, but, you know, just because I didn't <laughs> pick that Columbus. There's five, yeah,
0: there's five really good teams in that division, or at least good teams in that division, because mm-hmm. we know the Sabres are bad. Devils are, and the Rangers are not there yet. Yeah. No one really expects them to be. Mm-hmm. Flyers on the outside looking in right now, but you have Flyers, Bruins, Penguins, Caps, and Islanders. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Somebody's missing (laughs) of those because there's no, you know, hopefully it's not the Flyers for your (laughs) sake, but uh, I don't know. I I still think that there could be a Bruins. We're still early, but Bruins or Penguins. Bruins, you know, have lost some pieces. Pittsburgh, Malkins starting to play a little better, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Hockey's in a good place right now. Uh, Do want to mention some football before we uh, wrap up on the Money Mitch effect with Craig Swanson here? Your Raiders, how are we feeling about them going into this bloodbath not, free agency? Not very
1: good. I really they they had to unload a lot of Trent players. Trent Brown,
0: biggest man yeah. in the league.
1: Yeah, and because they're unloading, they're saving cap, but they got to replace these guys too. So it just, you know, it, for me, I don't think things are going to turn out that well. But the good thing is every team is going to have to be in the same in the same boat here, you know. They have to cut players they really don't want to because they're too expensive.
0: How different would your outlook on the Raiders be if you had a different quarterback? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it all comes down to for every Raider fan I know. Lukewarm on Carr, not bad enough to be like, get him out of here, but yeah, not good enough to really I mean, feel think Carr great. is
1: so frustrating because sometimes he plays so great and other times he just gives up. I mean, there would be some other quarterbacks I would love to have, but you're going to have to give away more people to get a quarterback in there and just... You know, Gruden has disappointed me thus far. That's all I could say.
0: Yeah, well, I hear you on that one. I think they're starting to hear some riffs behind the scenes of Lombardi and Gruden not really seeing eye-to-eye eye with everything. Mayock. you know, Or Mayock, sorry. <laughs> I, Lombardi was actually the one, I think, that said that. Um, but yeah, we'll you wrote an article I mean, I them. think it's, you know, you know, Mayock is a little different. So, um, I know the Browns are having similar things because I'm at a point now with them, and I've said this before. They got, they're, they're a team that's in... in I wouldn't say cap hell, but like have some tough decisions to make because it's clear the defense needs work. Mm-hmm. The linebackers aren't good. Miles Garrett's a stud, but the depth up front isn't great. And the secondary is all young guys coming back from big injuries last year. The only way we can make a real play at somebody other than the draft is getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Is that the commitment they want to make? I'm not sure where I'm at I don't at with know. That, I saw that
1: video yesterday of him on a treadmill
0: He looks fast. I know. I'm not giving up on him. And he played great before he got hurt, but that's a lot of money (laughs) in a tough time. Speaking of a lot of money, I don't understand why the Patriots brought back Cam Newton for 14 mil.
1: I got to talk to Danzer about that. One year,
0: 14 million. He's he's got to be
1: shaking his head because of that.
0: The only thing I can think of, because Belichick does not do sentimental hires. Like, that's not his game. He'll cut his own son if he has to (laughs) and get the team better. But... Maybe they're going to go young with the quarterback. Maybe they're going to try to get Mac Jones or Cal Trask, and you know, have have it be a combo of Cam and a better young cheap guy. Uh-huh. I don't know. That don't that say, was he know, was terrible well, last year. I know well, he Belchick had COVID had and like, for, yeah. I mean, how, how much
1: he longer was is Belichick going to last? Year. last? <laughs> yeah, it
0: was bad. Um, Brady's going to play till he's a hundred. I think he <laughs> saw know. that
1: as well. Yeah, he just got extended.
0: I uh, I also heard. I mean, the the biggest thing right now, other than how many people are going to get cut, is these QBs that won out, the Watson thing is just fascinating because it's like the most intense game of chicken ever. Mm -hmm. Essentially because you have a new regime in there. So this is clearly Watson versus the ownership. New general manager, Cesario, the Patriots guy, Mm -hmm. new coach, first coaching job ever, congrats, here you go as head coach. (laughs) Uh, And they don't want to trade him because obviously they think he's a top 10 top five quarterback in the league but he does not want to play there so how this ends is anybody's guess but you got to think they can get a king's ransom if they do move on from him
1: well they'll they'll do what they they do they just trade players away get rid of players they've been doing it for the last yeah deandre hopkins couple, trade. Couple, just, yeah i
0: i mean i don't get if i was a texans fan i would be so angry the dolphins that. have their pick that's like top five that's that's how the dolphins traded the yes. tonsil pick and got a top five pick out of it the Russell Wilson one's more uh, intriguing to me just from the sense that he kind of didn't say he wanted out, but was like, hey, I might want out. So you better you better get in line or I'm going to want out. But then I saw the teams that he would be openly going f- to. There's only four less I saw. And they're not g- that good. I mean, the Jets are... The Jets? Yeah. And the Bears, I just... You know, that one was a head scratcher. Like, I don't think Matt, Matt Nagy is long for this world as a head coach. Um, I don't know how... You know, I, not that I, I understand his frustrations with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks and not having a line and mm. being a little stagnant, but I don't know if the Bears would be, you know. When you name destinations, that's a tricky game to play. Yeah. Because then you're kind of tied to that. But Russ is incredible. I mean, I, I, I'm I, the Seahawks. I would be clearing house for everybody but him.
1: Yeah, and does he need a line? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's far so good at
0: creating his own space, you know? What did you think about Dak's contract? Just, eh, you know? I actually thought it was fair for a sense that it was it's a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money, record setting guaranteed money. But four years is the is the big thing, right? Because I think obviously the Cowboys have the cap, have the room, want him to be there, believe he's the player that he can be. Mm-hmm. But now, in case of the worst-case scenario, you're really only on for four years, and it could be an opt-out after three for Dak, and he's going to get a chance to get paid again. But I thought it was pretty fair, given the circumstances. And as long as
1: he stays healthy, and, it, and look at the, the train wreck they had last year after he, he got injured. Yeah. I mean, so they want stability there at that position. This is the way to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, the one that they're going to regret is the Zeke Elliott contract, because running backs just don't need to yeah. get paid like that. Yeah, you
1: don't. Go get somebody else. Draft draft's coming up. You can get somebody in third, fourth yeah. round.
0: I mean, look at the Bucks last year. Ronald Jones, who, you know, was st- is still on his rookie deal. They got Fournette as a buyout. Mm-hmm. And here we go, you know, another Super yeah. Bowl championship. I-, I did see, you know, it's in dire situations when guys like Mahomes are taking pay cuts to help their team out, <laughs> you know, <are laughs> yes. restructuring their contract. There were some
1: other guys, guys on the Raiders today, some linebackers that got restructured. You know, that's
0: team's are just going to have to do that. I,
1: issue, you know, this year, paying, you know, more the next year or whatever
0: yeah it's uh we're at a, we're in a tough place for this but i think the draft is going to be fun i think we're going to get to a point where uh you know we're going to get to see some uh some player movement here and uh yeah this is exciting finally. there that's exciting Even yeah when
1: players change change dream finally
0: finally you know uh but swanny this was fun Thanks for coming on and uh, talking some sports here. Yeah, next time, bring your roller blades and we'll play. Out we'll be the farm, yeah, we'll do Yeah, lunch break. We'll do a, We'll do a lunch, <laughs> lunch break rollerblade, Maybe do a live stream of it. Have some fun. Uh, that was Craig Swanson. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks everybody for listening. If you like it, share it. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at Money 21 This was the Money Mitch Effect for Craig Swanson. I'm Mitch Michaels. Thanks for listening and keep enjoying sports.